This is the Speak Your Peace podcast, a podcast for the people where we believe by speaking your truth, you can help others find their peace. I am your host, Colleen Slayton, and I want to thank you for listening in. Be sure to find us on Instagram at underscore underscore speak your peace. Let's go. Again, we want to thank you for joining the Speak Your Peace podcast. I am your host, Kaleem Slayton. Um, again, you can find me on Instagram at K-I-L-E-E-M dot S-L-A-Y-T-O-N or underscore underscore speak your peace. We have a special guest today, um, a female entrepreneur um, all the way from Nepal. Uh, I'll let her introduce herself because I know she's really excited. Uh, you want to go ahead and let us know who you are? Yes. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Beanie Maharzan. Uh, I'm the owner of Nepali Magic, uh, and it is a mobile hookah service. Um, and Nepali Magic basically brings hookah to your own comfort, um, whatever location. Um, it's on the wheels. Well, we want to, and I will say though, I've had some of Nepali Magic's hookah. Uh, I would say several times, but it's been a lot more than that. Um, and it's always good. Um, and I, you know, I appreciate her for following her craft. Um, I do want to touch on something. So Nepali magic, like what is that? What does the name come from? So Nepali magic, like, like you said earlier, I'm born and raised in Nepal. Okay. So it stems from the name Nepal, Nepali and the magic. And our, our mantra is basically to add a little magic to, (laughs) to your event for an unforgettable night. So I know um, Nepali tradition is different than here. It is here in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, with it, with how how different is it? Like, is 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 follow starting a hookah business like traditional or like how is that? How is that looked at? Um, it is definitely not traditional. So in my family, um, I would say I would call myself a black sheep because everyone in my family is. Um, a doctor, a dentist, or an engineer, and I definitely did not pick the traditional path that my, you know, my grandfathers have basically paved out for us. Um, so I'm a businesswoman, uh, owner, and a woman owning a hookah business. It's definitely looked down upon. Mm. So was that like a tough transition, like, you know, from, you know, kind of like, because if I'm not mistaken, you said you started on the traditional path at first. Yeah, and then stepping away from that, I know like parents can look at like, what are you doing? Uh, yes, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I actually initially started out as an HR manager. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was a fresh graduate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was interning at Blumenthal Performing Arts, mm-hmm. and at that moment, I was I had a ticket. I just graduated. I was supposed to go to Nepal for three months. Right. Uh, was packed. My passport was ready, ready to go, and then I was offered a job in HR. Okay. And so, you know, being that good girl, a girl that always sought, like, my parents' approval mm-hmm. and everything, I asked my parents, and they're like, no, you're taking the job. So you couldn't go to Nepal? No, so I took the job, and I I just gave up my ticket. I canceled my ticket. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I always wanted to travel after college, so I gave up that. And uh, I worked at <clears throat> HR for a while, and after nine months of complaining every day, <laughs> uh, I finally quit. Um, at that time, I had already started Nepali Magic, but I 
decided to hit the pause button mm-hmm. and I, I bought a ticket to Dominican Republic uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go wherever life takes me. I just had enough. Of now, I feel like most people are where you were, where they're like, I want to do this. I'm thinking about starting something mm-hmm. and they're afraid to take that jump. They're afraid to take that leap to go to the next level. What gave you the confidence to say, you know what? I hate it here. And I'm going to leave my job and I'm just going to go travel. Like people don't like the majority of people don't do that. Well, you know what? I was one of them. I was miserable. (laughs) I complained to my parents every day and they still didn't get it. Mm -hmm. They still didn't get it. I actually, uh, in the process of transitioning to go to Dominican Republic, I was offered another HR job Mm -hmm. and my parents again told me to take the job and with the salary they they were offering i could not say no it's fun go ahead uh yeah i couldn't say no i so i took that job and uh during covid i was actually laid off and it was a blessing (laughs) it was i know you talked a lot about like talk about that in your portion of the book and honestly it was a blessing that's that's so that's that's it's interesting you say that because you say when you first left the first job, you know, you felt good and then you got offered another position with more money and then was like, you know what, I can't pass this up, even though your spirit was telling you like this isn't it. And I feel exactly. like most people are that way. When I first left recruiting, um, I got offered a job paying like six thousand more than what I was making. Mm-hmm. And um they had emailed me for an interview and stuff like that, and I didn't respond. And like, I didn't go in because it was just like, I felt like I just didn't want to do it. Like I just, I just knew I hated it and I didn't know what financial struggles I was about to walk into, but I was just like, I know I hate that. Exactly. I mean, when I left HR, I didn't think about, um, think about how much money I had in my savings. I didn't, I didn't care. All I thought about, about was getting the hell out of that place. When they, when they, when they laid me off, like I was just like, okay. And then I was, I was I, happy. yeah, I was, I was like, I was walking to my car and like, it didn't really dawn on me till the next morning. I woke up like, I feel good. I feel Ooh, like, like I literally, first time in my life I ever felt freedom yes. where I felt like I could go and do mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. I wanted. Even if I wanted to go live in the woods, I could go do that. But I didn't have, to, I, I didn't feel forced mm-hmm. to go someplace I didn't want to be. And that's my goal right now. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not running after money. I'm not running. I'm running after freedom. Freedom to live. Mm -hmm. Freedom for flexibility. Like I can make my own schedule. Mm -hmm. If I don't want to work today, I want to go to the beach. That's what I'm looking for. Freedom. That's an amazing feeling too. It is an amazing feeling. And I want to say this because there's Les Brown. Mm -hmm. uh, His quote really inspired me. It says, do you know what is the wealthiest place on earth? The graveyard. The graveyard. You know, you I, know that I, I li- Eric Thomas, Les Brown, like I listen to him like pretty, like often, often. Yes, because uh, at the graveyard, that's where you find ideas that have died, inventions that have died, dreams that have died. Um, people who never wrote that song because they they feared failure. People never wrote that book or uh, went after their dreams. You're exactly right. Yeah. You exactly you exactly right. And I um I even wrote that, you know, in my book when I was saying that like many times we're all there and we're all afraid and we dim our own light. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, you like your spirit is telling you and pushing to you to like do those things. But a lot of times we're nervous because we're afraid of failure. 
But I feel like liberty and purpose is like, you know what, in spite of the failure, I'm going to go do it. And it's so interesting how people, how people, how we are. We'll go into, you know, a new job or, you know, kids will play, you know, video games and not think about failure at all. Even when we go, many times we go ride a bike, we don't think about failure. We just do it. Exactly. And even most people are driving a car. We don't even think about crashing or anything like that. We're just like, I want to drive. So we go and we do it. And it, however, with our dreams, it's kind of like we start thinking about the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll fail. Like when we go think about to we all want to drive. We don't think about what if we get an accident and we're like, I still want to drive. Yeah. And that's how we should view our dreams. Like, you know what? I might fail, but I still want to do it. OK, this is so weird for me. But, you know, I never feared failure. I, mm-hmm. I feared success. Like, I was like, what if I, what if I get big? I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have the money. Like, what if I get big? That's, that's, that's what I fear. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people do fear that. Because when I, so when I first had this idea, I had a full-time job, but it didn't pay me much. Um, and I also had a lot of student debt. Mm-hmm. And I Like did, a lot of us. And I didn't have a car. And I remember when I first had this idea, I, I think you were one of the first people that I told you. I was like, look, this is what this is the idea that I have. And you fully supported me. I know you for, came to my first gig as well. No Hi. one came and to ask me about the hookah. You, we two were the only ones smoking hookah at the whole place. But my friends looked at me crazy. They're like, you don't have a car. Like, how are you going to do this? Mm-hmm. You know? So I feel like a crazy person, but I was very determined. I mm-hmm. remember that because ever since I was little, I never stuck to anything. I tried art, volleyball, tennis, accounting, uh, event planning. I just never, I never stuck to anything. But this time it was different. Like mm-hmm. I was getting pushed to do this. And um, yeah, I, I didn't have a car. I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. But I worked, I got a bartending job on the side. I worked. So I worked my full-time job, went bartending afterwards, and I just saved enough money to start this. So it's like, like my little baby. It is. That's it, a, it, I mean, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. You've, I, I mean, I've seen it grow, and I know you've seen it grow, you know, literally from beginning, you know, to end. And, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I tell people, you know, don't think, don't think how, just think what. Just know what you want to do. Don't think how you'll get there. Don't think about... You know, because I face the same thing. Like, okay, what are my business grows? How do you hire people? How do you do payroll? How do you... Like, you know, I don't. I have. I have no idea how to do any of those things. But it's like you'll figure out how. Exactly. Just, just, just do it. Exactly. I wrote a book. I did. I knew zero zip about writing a book, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I'm just going to write. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to write. And as you, as the more and more you do it, the more and more you come in contact with people who do what you learn, and then exactly. eventually you're like, okay, maybe I think I got this right now. I think exactly. I understand a little bit. And I've seen you progress literally from your first gig. To like now. Do you remember the first game? I do. It was at Jack Beagles, you know, and again, I, I literally remember. Um, it was me and you there, and it was we were like one of the only two smoking hookah. And only then two. I had my little burner on the side by the bar, like this woman's hair was about to burn. Mm-hmm. She asked me if I was smoking a bong. <laughs> it, it was it was really bad. It it was a start. It was a start. Yeah, I, it was definitely a start. So I just had my one year anniversary. So Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I just had my one year anniversary party and um, I'm looking forward to do my own party soon. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for Halloween party. Um, 
But I started out with like three hookahs, eight flavors. Now I have like 20 flavors. I have 10 hookahs, hoping to grow more. You will. Uh, and uh, now I'm starting my own flavor of the month as well. Okay. So that's exciting. You should be excited. You yeah. should be excited to watch your baby grow. Now, um, let's dive you know, deeper into this. So um, your mobile hookah service uh, and basically... When you connect with bars or restaurants or things like that, are you? Um, do you feel as though sometimes you're looked at differently, um, or try, almost like try to take advantage of on the business side of things because you're a woman? Um, you know, you know what? I I think I don't know if I have an angel by my side mm-hmm. or something. I've really been blessed. Mm-hmm. I met great people like club 704 1501 south mint street like they they've been great people i mean at first i really did feel like what is this 20 something year old girl doing here talking to me about business you know but mm-hmm. um you know as i showed them my work uh showed them my products they were very impressed by me and i don't know again i don't know if it's what it is but uh i met great people along the way who was willing to like just take me by their side and help me grow got you now what is in that in that growth you know for anything to grow it's gotta be covered in soil and 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 dirt and that's the obstacles that we gotta overcome and stuff like that Mm -hmm. what what's that soil for you what's that dirt that you had to like you know that that fertilizer that's that shit that you had to like get through to like actually start to grow like what was that what was that hard thing for you um, I think one of the hardest thing was hearing no at first. There, I mean, I would make a list of places that I would go contact, and I would just hear no, no, we're gone, no, we're doing well. You know, just hearing that no several times, I think it really brings the spirit down. But then you hear that one yes, and it goes really well, like then it, your spirit goes back up. You know, hearing no was definitely hard. I think that's hard for most people. I like think it's rejection. It's no. like, it's like, it's crazy because it's like, you know, no is the, oh, I like that. No is the road to success. Yeah. You like, you literally have to go through those no's constantly to, to reach success. And like, I can, I can just picture like being told no, it, after a certain amount of times, it can definitely, you know, Oh my god! I made an Excel sheet, <laughs> so like I would make a list of places that I would go, and I would literally have a yes or no <laughs> column, and there would be a no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, it was so hard. It was so hard, and the second hardest thing was telling my parents. Oh, how did that go? Well, I wasn't intending to tell them until like it goes like five years later. But one day we're at the AT&T store and I was exchanging my phone for a newer version. And when I opened my case, my card fell off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's this? So my dad had heard rumors from my cousins about how I started a business, but he never questioned it because I never told him. (laughs) So he never asked, but then he picked up the car and he sees this. So in my car, there's there's a woman. Uh, she doesn't have any clothes on, and the reason behind is because I want to represent women of color, like just them being raw. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have a woman with no clothes on. And he sees this and he's like, "Why is this naked lady? <laughs> is this you?" <laughs> uh, because he sees the rings and stuff in there, and that's like 
looks like me. It's not me. <laughs> it looks like me. Um, and he looks around on the next, he flips it over. And as it says, Beanie Mahar is an owner. And my, and he just looks at me. He's like, well, when we go home, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he asked me questions after questions. So I was like, listen, I'm going to tell you when I'm ready to tell you. And I'm not ready to tell you right now. Like, But I did start a business. And I don't know, for some reason, he looks at me. He's like, okay. And then later, like, I kind of briefly, like, very vaguely start telling him here and there. So he's still, you know, for him, uh, back then when he was telling his social friends, like, oh, my daughter is the HR manager at this XYZ company. It was something for him to be proud of. And now he's, to him, the biggest thing is like, what do I tell them now? Like you're a business owner of a hookah book. Like it's just very odd for him to say. And I'm like, well, you know what? At, I'm at that point of my life. Well, not fully there. Okay. But not fully there, but almost there where I'm just like, you know what? I love doing what I love doing. Like I love I love Nepali magic. I love doing this hookah service because I meet different people every day. And honestly, through my business, I see I make people smile. And I love that. They like, they're like, wow, this is amazing. Just to hear that, it's amazing. And I love what I do. So you know what? If my parents don't support me, my parent, my dad, my dad's parents didn't support him when he went to college. So you know, he knows that. So he needs to understand my and that point where I'm like, listen, people, it's okay to be the black sheep. Um, I would say on a on a scale of one to ten, what was your happiness level when you were in HR? <laughs> well, 10 I, being the highest and, and one being the lowest. I would say, I would say four. I would say four. Listen, I was making great money. And this is how I know money doesn't make you happy because I made great money enough to pay my bills, enough for savings, and enough to travel. Like I was comfortable, but I was never like happy. Mm-hmm. I would complain to my parents every night i would you know i would i just hated my job so much uh i hope my boss are not listening to this but i just hated it and uh but now doing this so i'm doing nepali magic i would say full time mm-hmm. i do have a little side job but i I do Nepali magic full time and you know what i never i never look forward to the weekend like Saturday, Sunday, like I'm hyped. <laughs> like I'm hyped. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna go to 1501 and about to do hookah, meet some great people. Like I'm hyped. I'm never looking forward to the weekend anymore because I think it's because I love what I do. That's and that's that's an amazing amazing feeling that unfortunately pe- people don't feel often enough because I feel like sometimes we choose security um, over sanity. And what I mean by sanity is like, you know, our, our happiness, our, our peace, our peace of mind. Um, so the fact that like you're taking that, like that's already like a rarity, like that doesn't, that doesn't happen, um, happen often. Um, and I mean, that goes out to all the other, you know, girls who are in Nepal who are probably not even just Nepal, other, other places where like, you're like the black sheep. It's like, it's cool. It's okay to be the black sheep. It's okay to, you know, chase, chase, chase your dreams. And again, I do say you, you. The conversation with your dad probably went better than you expected it to, didn't it? 
He, it did, it did, because I think he kind of understood where I'm coming from, because I never complained to him about this. I used to complain a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't complain about this. Um, and one of the things I remember is when I, one day I was complaining to my friend, like, about HR. Like, I would do that often, you know? And she just looked at me, and she's like, you know, you have such, like... It's like a bad energy is coming out. Why don't you put all that hate into an energy that's something you love? You clearly hate HR. You clearly love the poly magic. Mm-hmm. So stop hating and stop loving what you do. And that kind of just like was like, whoa, you know? That's, but I kind of needed to hear that. That's true. And sometimes you do. And, and sometimes you, you, definitely, you definitely do. Um, and I think a lot of times we think things will go a lot worse than they actually are going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow, for some reason, people, we, t- we tend to think about the worst possible scenario mm-hmm. um, and then realize that, like, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. And I think overall, when you start chasing your dreams and things like that, overall, the rest of your life, even if you have financial struggles or whatever the case is, you walk into the situation better equipped to deal with it because you're in a better mood and a better space. You know, I remember when I was working, I hated it. Monday through Friday, I hated it. Like, I hated Monday. Oh my gosh. And um, which would be the reason I turned up so much on the weekends. And then now it's right. just like, I mean, it's Monday, it's cool. Like, it's, <laughs> right. It's just another day for me to do mm-hmm. something I like. And then you feel it. You feel it. Oh, like yeah. when you when someone really enjoys what they do, you don't just hear their words, you feel their words. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like when you talk about your, your HR job, I just, you're just talking about it. When you talk about Nepali magic, your energy changes. Oh, and like you, you just, you, you just, you. It's, it's kind of like you almost feel inspired, and it's like you know what? I can tell this person really enjoys that. Yeah, like I do, I do. Um, but nah, that's 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 dope. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's dope. So like you know, um, now Nepali magic is up and running. You know how how have you learned to be patient? Because I think a lot of times with what we see is like, you know, we see the huge businesses and stuff like that, but also understanding that like many of these people, you know, took years to grow. Um, uh, Gary V, you know, says he was putting out content for eight years before someone even cared or noticed about what, he, what the hell he was saying. So it was just like, you know, how, how are you managing being patient? You, you know what? I think I would say you're definitely one of my um, one of my person that I look for, like go to when I need that motivation. And Appreciate it. yes, always. And you said that to me several times, even at my one year anniversary party, you said, look what you've done in one year. And this is just a start. This is just a start. And you, you know, you have so much more to go. Just be patient. Just roll with it. And I completely agree. And I think there's two things that define someone. Patience when you have nothing. Ooh, yeah. And then Sheesh. watch your attitude when you have everything. That's that's very true. You know? I like that. Patience when you have nothing. nothing. Your attitude when you have everything. Because those things do switch. And, uh, you know, I think we everything that we do we kind of uh, value that with money like we kind of basically equal that with money and i and i think yeah yes you know money is definitely important i'm not saying it's not important because it pays the bills everything but i don't think now i'm not 
I'm not running after money. I'm running after building relationships mm -hmm. in my business because honestly, I've seen that more valuable than money because that person can literally take me from point A to point C. Right. Uh, it's a quote that says, you know, your network is your net worth, you know, because there's a lot of places, a lot of rooms you can't get into um, unless you know somebody. And sometimes just the word of mouth. Mm -hmm. um, and then also I always tell people, you don't people don't always remember what you say. They don't always remember what you did, but people always remember how you made them feel. And it's kind of like if you leave people with a good feeling, you know, people will remember that. Hey, I don't remember you, but I remember I got a good feeling from you. Because I'll tell you, if you leave them with a bad feeling, they'll know. You know, if you if you mess money, they left you with a bad feeling, you remember. Mm -hmm. um, and again, don't chase money. You know, it reminds me of that uh, Bob Marley clip where he's interviewed by the guy and the guy's like, you know, are you rich? And then he's like, well, what do you mean rich? And he's like, riches. Do you have a lot of wealth in your bank account? And he was like, riches make you wealth? Money make you wealthy? And it's the truth. It's like, does do those things make you happy? Do those things satisfy you? And you can get it, but I'm telling you, it'll never be enough. You need something greater. You need some type of purpose to chase yeah. after. And going back to what you were saying about how you make people feel, like I was doing an event just the other day. And when I was at my event, I didn't know this guy was literally just watching me. Like he saw me move around. He saw me interact with people. So at the end of the night, he came up to me and he was like, um, you, don't, you don't know me? But why don't I get? Why don't you get my number, or uh, you take give me your business card, and I'm gonna connect with you the next day. So I was just like, okay, here's my card. Thank you for coming, you know. Mm -hmm. And he calls me the next day. He's like, you know, you have really good work ethic, and the way you made people feel at that event was amazing. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna. My friend has a cigar shop, and I'm gonna teach you everything about cigar. And we're going to partner up. That way you, you can sell cigars at your events next time. Yes. So. Okay. And I don't even know this guy, but he's willing to teach me. I mean, obviously he's looking at his profit as well, but I don't know. But he saw something in me that he's taking the time for him to teach me everything mm -hmm. and take me to that place. You know, and which, which was just amazing. And, and Again, that's building relationships. Building relationships. I mean. How if I only if I only could tell you like literally relationships are everything. Um, the only reason I'm here to this day, and I still remember walking to work. I was working at Buffalo Wild Wings. My friend Brandon was like, "Hey, is this guy named Reggie? He needs a job. Can you help him?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Don't know Reggie from a can of paint. Also, however, he turned out to be the nicest guy, one of my nicest friends, giving your shirt off his back. So I'm like, "Fine, I get him a job." So I get him an interview. He gets the job. Uh, we end up becoming friends. He ends up leaving Buffalo Wild Wings and going to Walgreens. He got me a job at Walgreens. From there and Walgreens, I went to Sauceritas, met, met my manager. My manager got into recruiting. Mm -hmm. I got into recruiting. And even though I hated it, the money allowed me to pay off my student debt, go back to school, and then end up where I am today. Hey. And it's just like all, all really all because that one at one time when I helped a person that I didn't even know or have to. Mm -hmm. So it's just like relationships are everything. Is the battery dead? Uh -huh. So, yeah, it's just relationships 
again, are everything. And I just sit here and I always think about that day. I just sit here like, had I not helped him, who knows where I, where I would be. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I just spoke at Livingstone College and people see Which that. In, he was amazing. At that oh, my gosh. People <laughs> see that in 2020, not realizing that the person who gave me the opportunity I met in 2012, eight years ago. That was judging? No, that oh. was um, Anthony Brown. I met in 2012, you know, so it's just like and people watching you grow and maintaining that relationship, you know, who knows? Yeah. I mean, because think about it. If, 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 I, if I get a bunch of money or whatever the case is and and I have an opportunity and I'm and my business is growing and I'm growing and I need some hookah, I already know who to call. Like, <laughs> you better call <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like, I already, I already know who to call. And it's just like, because people always remember how you, how, you, how you made them feel. And I think too many times as we grow as individuals, we look at, we look at growth as like an SAT test. My desk, my test, eyes forward, don't look at anybody else. When it should be looked at as a group project. Of course. Where it's just like, hey, I'm working on this and the ideas and everything like that. And you and you and as a group, you know, you have your friends that motivate you. Um, you have your friends that you know you can't ask stuff to because they're like devil's advocate and they'll give you like all the reasons why it won't work. Um, but it shouldn't be looked at as like just a, a test where it's just you. It should be like, okay, cool, this is what I want to do. I need these people to motivate me, I need these people to push me. Um, I need these people to say, Hey, what do you think about this and get their opinions? And that's how you, you know, grow them. And it does all start with those relationships. Um, So, again, you know, going down into, you know, Nepali magic, uh, what makes Nepali magic different from any other, you know, hookah service or anything like that? Well, I'm glad you asked me that because I think there is, you know, the way the states look at hookah, it's looked at as a party scene and and it's just just has a bad reputation to associate it with it you know Mm -hmm. but if you think about it Nepali like I mean not Nepali match hookah hookah is a very cultural traditional pastime it started in India grew to Middle East Nepal and in Africa so you know and one of the most beautiful thing that I saw what and this is what Nepali magic strives for is um, I always remember this. I went to this hookah spot in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. It's called Lael Cafe, and I went. In, I walked in there, and I immediately got this like Nepali vibe. Like it took me back home. Uh, I go in there. They serve me hookah with some tea, which is, by the way, is a great combination. I like some tea. And so I'm sitting there, sipping my tea, smoking some hookah with my friend, and I look over to my left. And I see this group of ladies sitting there. You know, I guess it's a girls' night for them. They have hijabs on. They have beautiful jewelry on. They're talking, gossiping about their husbands. They're just laughing. And they're playing cards. And they each have their own hookah. And they're just having a great-ass time. Mm -hmm. And that is what Napoleon Magic strives for. It brings people together. That's facts. Mm-hmm. That's facts. Now, I've had different types of hookah. Um, again, some are like, like when I go to some places, it's really, really harsh. Like, why is that? And how do you like avoid that? I don't, I don't understand. Like some, some hookahs are, are very, very smooth. And then some are just like extremely harsh. Like, right. 
just like anything, it needs love and care, right? Gotcha. Like just like anything in the world. So that's because it's probably not cleaned often, mm-hmm. and certain parts have to be replaced often as well, like the the bowls, the pipes, uh, the vase, um, whatever the case. It needs to be replaced often, and it needs to be cleaned after every use, because um, the bowls. Uh, when you pack the seashell, you can see the liquid in there, right? They get clogged in there if you don't wash it. Gotcha. And that's what makes it really harsh. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So they're just not cleaning their bowls. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I clean mine air after every use, after every use. That way it can last a long right. time. Right. And I actually have one here at the house. Um, and I clean, and I, I treat mine like a baby too. Like yeah. I, I, I clean it because I, I do appreciate good hookah um now i do have friends who don't like hookah because it says they give it gives them a headache um but there are other options outside of just the regular shisha and what can you talk about some of those options of course so um you know we have the tobacco uh tobacco flavored hookahs mm-hmm. um and then so people who who says that you know it gives me headache they usually probably have a very strong flavor now if you ever go to middle east it's probably not the same flavors that you're trying out here because theirs are very strong very very strong oh over and over in the middle east it's stronger than we have here stronger because it's literally like just tobacco and very strong that's how they like it that's exactly how they like it it's a little toned down here which is way more better i think uh, in my in my opinion um and for people who says oh it gives me headache then you should probably uh switch to either herbal flavors which is tobacco free or you can switch to something minty mm-hmm. uh something that is has mint so i do have something for you just because i know you have your own hookah oh my gosh oh and i like <laughs> cbd too i like cbd shisha <laughs> that is my personal favorite like let's smoke but a lot more smooth, no headaches, mm-hmm. nice little buzz. Exactly, exactly. So uh, Nepali Magic actually just created her own house flavors. Uh, so one of my top, oh my gosh, top flavor is Midnight Stroke. Uh, it's a mix of Sex on the Beach and Blueberry Mint, and the most popular. I like the name already. I need, I need some. <laughs> the most popular summer flavor of 2020 is Sun Kiss, which is guava, and um. Guava and orange mint, and the flavor of the month is blue melon, which is fresh melon with the um, with sour blueberries with a hint of mint. So I got you some hint. Sheesh. So it includes uh, the top two house flavors and the flavor of the month: some coals, some mouthpieces, no. and some incense sticks for a perfect hookah night. Yo, I would say this is the first gift <laughs> I've ever received on. Speak Your Peace podcast, and I'm thoroughly happy. Like, it's a I, little hookah, Nepali magic goodie bag. I, I'm, 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 I'm thoroughly ex- excited. Like, y'all don't even understand. Like, I'm, I'm really happy about this. Like, and I wish I could have smoked some hookah while I was here with y'all. I'm sorry we have to save that for next time. Um, but I'm thankful. Thank of you. Course, Thank course. you. I hope you enjoy it. I will. I'm sure I will enjoy it. Um, you know, so again, before we wrap up here, you know, I just want to touch on one thing. If it, if there is someone who has been, you know, um, who hasn't been, you know, chasing, you know, what they're passionate about and, you know, has just been chasing money or security, um, 
you know, what would you what would you say to them as well as to any other Napoleon women who may be afraid to go against the grain and be the black sheep? Well, to those people who chase money, like sit your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> no, like seriously, sit your ass down because I that means you need to you need to sit down, uh, refocus, and rethink about what you are actually striving for, what is actually your goal. If money was not the case, what is actually the thing that are you going for? What is your goal? Right. Right. And for an Apollyon woman, you know, um, I mean, I know exactly what you're going through, what you go through. Having brown pants, I know what it's like. I know. So to be honest, it takes a lot of guts. Um, but to me, it's like I do a thing. It's for me. It's like I do a thing called what I want to do, and I know that's you, right. <laughs> and you just gotta go for it. And um, by the way, by 2022, Nepali Magic is gonna create a create a uh, organization which will help women in Nepal uh, to empower them to start their own business, which means training, um, empowering them. Um, there will be education for them to start their own business, going back to like traditional businesses such as sewing, uh, cooking, whatever it is they, um, they like to do. And we will be funding that. All right. Well, listen, you heard it here first. Again, we always want to thank y'all for joining the Speak Your Peace podcast. Again, I am your host, Kaleem Slee, and I am also an author of an amazing book called From Potential to Purpose, which you can buy on Amazon Prime now. Uh, you can also follow the Instagram page at underscore underscore speak your peace, and that is peace, P-E-A-C-E. Uh, and uh, to our guests of the show. Thank you so much for having me again. And Follow me at Nepali Magic, N-E-P-A-L-I, Magic with a K. And come visit me at 1501 South Main Street. 1501 South Main Street. Definitely come visit. The hookah is amazing. The vibe tell is great. Tell <laughs> how, how's the vibe over the there. The vibe is amazing. The hookah is even better. I uh, want to thank y'all. And we'll be seeing y'all very shortly soon next week. Thank you. All right. All right.